So I got Friday all day tomorrow off. Huh? That's right, see? That's you know, a way to go, Coach. You know, we, we, we're <laughs> saving us a little time. That's right. I'm Scott Farber along with the NFL Players Association president of the Dallas-Fort Worth chapter, Larry Mallory, who, of course, hosts the, uh, the Extra Point, the set we're sitting on right now. Mm -hmm. Larry has just taped two programs that you'll be seeing coming up uh, uh, in the next few weeks. And we decided we may as well do our uh, little podcast right from here. Save That's us from taping from tomorrow. That's true. And it was a team. It, it was actually a team effort because Adam and Cindy agreed. So. That, that's, that, that's right. So we <laughs> that's did right. good. And if you notice, we're both sitting with our glasses in our hand. We haven't put them on our head. That's yet, right. And, of course, Larry, a former NFL player. Um, and and a friend like, of. And a friend of mine. And, that's right. and the most important thing, I always like to uh, put that in because, you know, still as a fan, out of all the things you've done and accomplished in your life, to me, the NFL player, that's still the coolest thing. Well, you know, what can we say? Uh, I think the coolest thing is having to be a TV anchor and a oh, stop. radio here we, anchor. Here, here, here we go, here we go. <laughs> you know, well, you know, and, and I just want to, you know, and it's going to be an abbreviated show today because I know you've done already two television programs. Yeah, you were a tough you, boss today. Oh, yeah, real tough. <laughs> and your adrenaline, I know, is on the floor. So we'll make this uh, easy on you today. But I was thinking, you know, and I'm mentioning, you know, uh, being proud of you for being a professional athlete. I, I think of sports fans. When I was coming over here today, although we like all sports, you and I both like all sports, and we can sit and talk about all sports, there are three times of the year that I think are big events. And tell me if you agree with me or if, if wrong. Of okay. course, of course, the biggest event of the year is the Super, Super Bowl. But do you know what the other two big events of the year are in the world of sports? In just my opinion, I guess. Uh, you Would know, it be but the I World Series, maybe? I don't think so. No? Would it be the NBA Finals, maybe? I don't think so. Well, I need to hear them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A tradition like no other, the Masters, I always think that the Masters is a big deal. Yeah. And then, you know, you mentioned baseball. I don't think the World Series. I think opening day. There's something about opening day of baseball. I don't know if it's the springtime and the renewal of everything or what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's just me. I don't say I'm right. But I think the Super Bowl, you know, opening day of baseball and the Masters are three big events that fans look forward to every year. Well, I can't disagree with that. I think that the, uh, you know, I'm, I love golf, so right, I right. love the Masters. And I think opening day, uh, if I had been a little smarter and tried to play baseball versus football, I might, I might be uh, in a different position right now. But well, I, I agree with you. I don't take away from yeah. that. Now, what do you mean a different position? Uh, well, at the end of the day, um, baseball, retired baseball players, they have a better pension plan than the retired NFL players. The NBA has a better pension plan. And uh, you possibly you play a little longer, yeah, you know, yeah. in baseball. But you only have to play one game, I think, to get a pension. So Right, right, right. You yeah, know, that's, that's pretty neat. That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that is pretty neat. <laughs> you know, and another thing, too, you know, uh, that we, we didn't mention at all is the Stanley Cup. And, I mean, I love hockey. Love my, love my Chicago Blackhawks. Well, that's true. That's true. And especially if, you know, from that, that part of the – the country, right? right. Uh, I don't. I don't know if the Dallas Stars gets the same kind of audience as the Blackhawks will. They they don't. But you know, um, you know, when I go to a Stars game, I get angry when it's not sold out because I think a city of Dallas should support that team where it's a sellout every every, every game. game. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's important a city this size that we should be able to embrace. You know, the pro all the pro sports that are here. Totally agree. Totally agree. 
I, I'm not, I don't go to a lot of hockey games, but I don't know if I come out of 100-degree weather and then go into a cold arena, you yeah. might have to take your coat with you to the all, hockey all, game. Oh, you, you have to. <laughs> right. It's freezing in there freezing. Well, while they're ice skating. That's you, right. you know, so the ice has to be cold. But uh, anyway, you know, it's just one of those things I was thinking of. That was a brilliant kind of discussion there, I'll tell you. <laughs> January, you know, on a more somber note, is CTE Awareness Month. Yes. You know, and that's... Uh, um, you know, they're finding it doesn't only affect football players. It's affecting a, a, a lot of different people in a lot of different, you know, walks of life. Um, and you're going to receive an award at the yes. end of this month. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, during last year's Super Bowl, um, I, which was in Houston, Texas, I, I believe, and I went down to that Super Bowl and I held a press conference with some of the mothers that have lost their children right. in high school to head trauma and, and had been diagnosed with CTE. Uh, we they had cutouts of each of the of the uh, children that are no longer with us, and um, I somewhat uh, not somewhat I actually supported the flag before fourteen strategy that these mothers had. Right. And what it says is that um, that you shouldn't possibly participate in uh, heavy head trauma sports like tackle football before you're fourteen years old because at least fourteen years old you're moving into some type of brain stability. Right. Um, and, and, and it might be a better situation for you than trying to play when you're young. So right. I support those mothers. Uh, they'll be coming here to, to uh, Dallas for the uh, CTE month, and uh, we plan on – I appreciate the award they're giving me. I'm not sure if, I, if I'm the only one that deserves an award. Right, right, uh, but right. I, I didn't start playing football early in my life. My mother actually started me, you know, around 14, 15. And so it's right. something that – that I can understand as it relates to just the physicality of the game right, right. and it's something that I think might be positive and an advantage for young people. Well, CTE is changing the ways a lot of people think and hopefully as research goes on, you know, they can make it not as not as bad of an issue as it as it is. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, you know, bring these concussions down and everything. Especially with you know uh, a, a disease that can only be diagnosed after you die. Right. Right. You know, hopefully yeah, the, yeah. the research and technology will get some type of test or some type of process that it can be diagnosed earlier than than the, the casket. Right. Right. All right. Let's go on to the football now. Is there trouble in New England? Personally, I don't believe there's trouble in New England. I think that uh, I think New England is putting up a, a green screen <laughs> for people to to sort of move that direction. Uh, I don't think a team that has had that type of discipline, that type of success, that type of foresight as it relates to players, they've sent players to other teams that were still doing good for them. Right. So. Right. That, that's a team that you don't see uh, uh, disruptions on the sideline. You don't see but, internal but stuff. But if you lose a big piece of that organization, and I'm talking about the coach, Belichick, mm -hmm. if he leaves, is that organization rock and roll still like it is, or is that going to be a change? I think, I think obviously it'll be a change because he's not there. You know, as right. I shared with you earlier, he was my first special teams coach in the pros. Right. He's a very meticulous person even in his limited roles of being a special team coach he's he does the same type of analysis as a head coach i think that the impact of that type of discipline that type of leadership right. will be on that team for a long time i think the challenge might be if people like uh, patricia 
who's the offensive defensive coordinator. Right, right. Uh, the other offensive, those young guys that are offensive and defensive coordinators that are touching those players on a regular basis, reinforcing the discipline from the top right. and being successful with that model, I don't think that it's going to leave the organization, even if Belichick leaves. I think that's an ingrained discipline for that company. Who, who's more important to the organization, Belichick or uh, Brady? Uh, I think Belichick uh, would be the most important to the organization. Obviously, Brady holds a a role that's not been held by many quarterbacks in the history of the league, being able to play that long and even longer. I think right, he wants right. to play until he's 45. Um, but I think that the Garoppolo move was something that is a, a trademark of a coach like Belichick. Belichick prepares people to move into the roles. And I'm not saying that Brady is less uh, any less effective but at the end of the day, there is a shelf life for everything, be it a right, quarter, right, NBA, right. NFL quarterback right. or anything else. Is Brady going to last till 45? I mean, being realistic. Well, it seems as though uh, Kraft, the owner, uh, is in love with, with the way he plays. I think that if, if there's a change in the results, I think there'll be a change in the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, you know more power to him, but, you know, it's limited for him. Where Belichick, it's not limited. Exactly, you know, type thing. And Belichick has carved his 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 career. I mean, everyone has an opinion of him. Right. That's very very productive. Right. So it'll be very difficult. It's up to him if he wants to go to another team or not, and carry that. I can tell you that I would love for him to go back to the Giants. Well, that's the rumor. And put some one put of the rumors. Put some discipline back into that yeah. team. Yeah. Put some focus back into each position put some specifics back into what needs to be accomplished to win, and I think it'll change it. Well, you know, uh, um, the NBA coach from the Chicago Bulls and then uh, the L.A. Lakers, gosh darn it, what's his name? Um, the tall guy. Yeah, what the um, hell is his name? Well, let's talk for a minute about Phil Jackson. Okay. Tremendous coach of the Bulls and the Lakers, and, and he won, and he had great teams. But he once made a comment, and I'm sure I'm not going to get it right, so it's, I'm paraphrasing it that I could be a great coach if I have great players. I'm not necessarily going to be a great coach if I don't have great players. So, and you thought about what is he talking about? We could all be a great coach with great players. Well, it was proven it wasn't. You know, he turned Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen into that winning team. Right. Maybe coaches before might have gotten little baby steps, but he got them over the hump. Look what he did at L.A. Uh, Shaq and Kobe really didn't get along. That's right. But he got them to get along, and they won all those titles together. So I kind of understand his comment. So now having said that, when Belichick goes to the Giants, or, or if he does, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. you're taking a great coach. Does he have the <laughs> – you're laughing. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Does he have the great players? Um. Or in football, does that not matter? You, you know, would he have the time to build? You know, look at John Fox was going to build the Bears. Right. Three seasons later, not much building, gone. That's an interesting uh, perspective because Phil had, had Phil had the had Phil had the opportunity of developing players first. They right. weren't they weren't great when they possibly. Well, he, well, he's also an assistant on that on the Bulls. Exactly, and so. I think player, player development has a direct relationship with coaching. I think he, 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 you have someone 
that knows that you can take me to the promised land. Right. Let me make sure I analyze everything that you do to make sure that you're giving the best and getting the best. And so I think that I think that Belichick going to the Giants, there are players right now on the Giants that could be great players. But I think that the atmosphere in that on that team, the right. locker room on that team, all of the elements that creates a responsible relationship between two players, not coaches. Right, right, right. Right. I will look after you. I'll do my job. I'll follow up on my assignments. I'll give my 110%. When you get that type of relationship going between the players, it's, it's a little easier for a coach to become great. Right, right. And I think that there are great players right now on the, on the New York Giants that needs the type of leader that will tear down all of the um, unrequired circumstances and put in relevant circumstances that, that at least how, helps so us how, to how win. how long would it take them? Uh, Are you thinking a year, two years, three years? I don't think, I think he's taking, if he goes to the Giants, right. he's taking over, honestly, a seasoned, seasoned team. Right. I guarantee you he's going to take some people out and put some people in. Right. If you notice, even with him, I mean, he's moved players around a lot. So well, that's, sure. it was really interesting to see, the, to see even any question of a, of a turmoil when Garoppolo leaves. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because, honestly, Belichick had Garoppolo ready to go for Brady. Brady doesn't right. need any, any more money or right. notoriety or anything like that. Right. And so I think that the Belichick will probably – Position himself the same way. Get young talent in there. Change the personality of the team. And above all, change the personality of the leadership in the locker room. So would it be possible that he goes as a front office person to the Giants and helps develop in the background and then take over when he feels that the team is ready to make the move? Or does he go? Does Belichick want to be the coach that's going to go, you know, 5-11? and 11? I would think that uh, – uh, well, first, I don't think I think that any new coach would give give the Giants better than a five and eleven season. <laughs> I think that even this year they could have had a better right, season. Right. It was just too much turmoil. It's okay. too much behind. So you the think scenes. he could turn it to much better quickly? I think that he would put in discipline, right? Timeliness. You can't be late for a meeting. All right, let's just say he goes and takes over. What's the record next year? Uh, that's hard to say because he needs at least a year to understand what he has. I can tell you that possibly Odell Beckham wouldn't be there. Would or would not be? Would not be there. Okay. Odell Beckham draws so much attention to himself right. that it takes away the attention of the team. Right, right, right. If you notice, the New England Patriots, there is no talking, hollering. The only person that hollers at a coach yeah. is Brady. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. one else does. Yeah, but, but I, I, what I'm trying to drive at, does Belichick have the patience to do that? Does he want to go in and say, I might be 5-11 and 11 next year, but I can live with that because I'll be you know, 9-7 and seven the next year, and then we'll be a good team? I think he can live with it. I mean, okay. I, I, think that he, his, I think that his strength is growth and building. Right, right. He can grow you. He can build you. I'm just saying that the guy is used to winning and being in conversation for a Super Bowl every year. Does he really want to be in a position where he he might not make the playoffs for a couple of years? I, I, I think he would because he already has a track record of yeah, success. Yeah. It's yeah. not like he's just starting out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. guy is rolling with six Super Bowls, yeah. okay. right? And, um, and, and, and guys that will break a leg to try to get up right. there with him to try to get that All extra right, so, paycheck. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> is he going? Uh, that's, that's only he can give you that answer. I mean, at the end of the day, it's according to his personal situation and what his wife says. And 
Does he yeah. really want to be under a, a new owner? So many. So even Belichick has a boss, is what you're saying. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially about his wife. especially yeah. in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. That's right. The wife, especially. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Surprises in the playoffs last week. Anything surprise you? Uh, well, T- Tennessee Titans surprised me. Boy, Probably yeah. you, too. Boy, they did. <laughs> you know, we talked about the Chiefs all year, and that. <laughs> They start off, man, they start off like a ball of fire and they end up uh, like a small snowball. And, you know, you talk about, you know, the Titans will come out and say, well, we had all these adjustments. Kansas City couldn't have an adjustment, too. I, I, I just don't get how you could be so dominant, not just Kansas City, but basically any team, so dominant in the first half and, and so, so non-existent in the second half. And it, should, it drew a lot of attention to – the adjustments that were obviously were made at halftime because uh, Derrick Henry ends up at 159 yards in the game, and and they end up winning that game. I mean, he, they, they, Kansas City just moved completely away from their speed. From everything. From Kareem Hunt and, uh, and Tariq Hill. I just and, – and, and, you know, both of us, we like the head coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just – I'm yeah, not I sure I was shocked to see an Andy Reid coach team have that kind of a half. Exactly. And everybody I talked to in all the sports bars – they were all just so negative about the yeah. Jacksonville Buffalo game. It was the worst game I've ever seen. Blah, 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 blah. And I had to look at them because I'm sure you were young then because it was a low scoring yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, I like the, the nickname they have now, Saxonville. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but above all, did you see the tackling? Yes. Of those, I mean, that team, that that defense really just stepped up for them. Yeah, yeah, and they, they uh, you know, that de- you know, we talked about it, defense somehow in the playoffs becomes dominant. That's true. And That's so true. I think, all right, uh, you know, they could go on, but uh, um, so let's answer. talk about that. Jackson, uh, Jacksonville is playing the Steelers. The Steelers are over a touchdown favorite as of this morning. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Well, I I know that you know based on history, uh, Jacksonville was the toughest to. Wasn't it losses that Steelers had? Yeah. Toughest two losses that they had. Uh, Jacksonville will hit you in the mouth. Yeah. And historically, Pittsburgh has been a team that will hit you back. Right. So let's see because they've not hit back twice. Well, Pittsburgh is like a a fooler for me this year because I didn't expect them to be this good. I didn't either. You know. Uh, They snuck up on me as well, Scott. Yeah, yeah. But then when they lost to the the Patriots in that last game or so, that – that hurt me because I wanted them to beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, especially Pittsburgh, I'm going to say how great they are because they were beaten by the Bears. That's <laughs> So the Bears must be real good. They must be really good. Yeah, real good. Well, must have a bright future, yeah. we'll say, right? Well, here's a game that, you know, it's almost a two-touchdown favorite. But you know what? I, I, I don't think it's going to be that like that. Uh, the Patriots and uh, the Titans, they're not giving the Titans a chance. Well, and they and the Patriots are playing at home. But do you think it's going to be a blowout? Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, uh, but I don't think it's going to be close. It'll be interesting, you yeah. know, to see. I think the Patriots are going to win, but I think the Titans are going to surprise people again. You know, well, I, it'll be closer than uh, they're thinking. I hope that you're right. Yeah, I want them to at least be representative. Well, it's good for football if it's it uh, if it's closer, you it know, uh, type thing. <clears throat> what do well, you think about the Rams and the Falcons? 
You know, I, I pick, well, we both picked the Falcons. Right. You know, we both picked the Falcons. And, and I had picked the Rams all year to win their games. I am so impressed with the Rams. And we talked about their coach and your relationship with his grandfather and whatnot. But the, uh, uh, I, there's something about that Falcon team, you know, that I think they still could win. They're still being, you know, they were 30 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl and they had that horrible collapse. But they are, uh, uh, they're still there. Right. And I think, uh, I think playing the Eagles this week without Wentz, who took the Eagles, I, I think the Falcons are moving on. Uh, and I'm, I, I think I'm on the same plane with you. Nick Foles is, is a, a veteran quarterback with the Eagles. Right. Uh, but this, this Falcons team is the same team that went to Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Their experience, I think that the – the relationship, the the game between the Rams and the Falcons was actually an experience game. Right. You know, I think that right. the bright lights kind of got to um, the Rams. And I think that the Falcons, you talk about tackling, that's where the tackling was because yeah. of their, you know, Gurley and those boys, they, they made some tremendous tackles. And, and you you mentioned the, uh, the bright lights. Second half of that football game, does it really affect the players, the pressure? Are they out there playing? I mean, does the pressure really get to them? Um, I think I think there is pressure that gets to them, and but it's not the kind of pressure. Um, it's the type of pressure that your wife says that you know if you win this game, there's an extra check. Right, right. That's the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's the immediate pressure, yeah, right? Yeah. Then obviously you have team pressure. Right. But but. Preparation before a game, yeah, yeah. you try to make it the same as a regular season game. You try not to put yourself, right. you know, in a pressure field type of a right. situation, right. and you approach it as if it's another game. Where the pressure comes is when you lose, and you know that that's the last check. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. And, and I think you once told me that the money the players make nowadays, that check is the wife's check. That's right. The that's the wife's so, check. You know, um, the Saints and the Vikings, that really has the makings of what could be a great game. You know, Drew Brees, you know, we always talk about Brady playing till he's uh, 107. Right. Drew Brees ain't far behind him. No, he's not. You know, and he's having a great year. But the big story to me is Case Keenum. That's right. This guy was a prolific passer in the NCAA. I think probably the top passer ever in the NCAA or, or close to it. Right. Never got any attention. There must have been something about his game or where he played or what it was. He never got attention. Never got respect even as a backup. Right. And all of a sudden, he's taken Minnesota to this huge season that he didn't even start the year. And he has put this team on his shoulders. And you talk about pressure. I think he's handled it well. I think he's handled it well, too. I don't know his size. Do you know Case's size? I don't know his size. He, when I first started watching him, I, I, I had him in the Baker Mayfield Johnny Manziel size. Oh, I think he's bigger. I think he's bigger yeah, too. Yeah. Now that I've I've watched him on yeah, a regular yeah. basis, yeah. I think he's bigger than that. And I think he's, I think that as the season progressed, I think he's gotten more comfortable and more comfortable. And now, Case Keenan in his mind is the starter. Yeah. And yeah. I, and based upon him backing up so many guys for so long, I think he's going to be. See, when you're when you're the second quarterback or third quarterback, you're also like a, a team leader. Right. You know, right, you're keeping right, guys together, you're supporting right, right. the upper guy. I think Case now has evolved. He's the leader. Yeah, yeah. Right. And the personality that it took for him to stay behind guys 
now I think is very valuable in people having confidence in his leadership. And is he the starter next year? I think he is. Yeah, I yeah. think well, he is. And if he goes all the way to that Minnesota Super Bowl, yeah. he's definitely the starter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he is even if they don't get by this game. But I picked them to win it. I think the governor of, uh, of uh, Minnesota probably is going to insist that he becomes after the people come up to the Super Bowl You're not <laughs> and well, make all that money in his town. Well, I'm just saying right now I think he's going to beat the Saints, and then we'll take it a step at a time. Well, I have the Saints on that one, so that'll be a good one to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> that'll be a good one. All right, man, they want the studio. They're telling us to get out of here. Well, we have to do what they say, but that's this right. is a happy happy new year. Well, happy new year, that's right. That's happy right. This year. is 2018, and we look forward to a tremendous 2018. All right, man, we'll see you next week. All right, Coach, thank Take you. Take care.